You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello, hello. Welcome back to the GFR show. I am so excited to be back. (laughs) This is the first episode following my grief sabbatical. So I took off five weeks in September. I worked a little bit. We did some group calls and, you know, very few things, like maybe two or three things a week. And I just took some major downtime. My mom passed away at the end of May following a pretty grueling eight-month recovery after a severe car accident, which led to two spinal surgeries and my mom living the last eight months of her life as a partial quadriplegic. And uh, I was one of her main caregivers. So to say that I had my own recovery to do would be an understatement. And I'm actually going to do a show about that here um, in a few episodes, just about what did my four, you know, my five weeks off look like? What did I do? And just like, I didn't have anything planned. I knew I was just going to like get up on the days that I didn't have stuff for work at all and just be like, okay, what do I need? What do I, what am I going to do? So I'll share more about that later. For today, I have a really cool guest for you, Kristen Robinson who is a lead generation specialist and her company is called Explode Your Audience. Kristen and I go way back. I think it's about eight years or so. She was the member of a mastermind that I co-led with another prior guest, Lisa Sasevich. And Kristen stood out immediately. She's a badass when it comes to social media. And now she focuses her business on building your email list, which is one of the strategies of social media. She always stood out from her expertise, but also she was a military spouse and she always made sure that people knew that she kind of, you know, wore it loud and proud. And she started out pretty resentful about it. And it was a big culture shock, which actually brings me today's opening question, which is, have you ever experienced culture shock? You know, like I've traveled to other countries and have experienced culture shock. You know, I have uh, visited different religious ceremonies. You know, I'm Jewish. So I've, you know, been to churches and things where it's definitely culture shock. But this culture shock is about the military and being a military spouse. And 
oh, oh boy, do we learn a lot from Chris? We get a great kind of schooling on what does it mean to be a military spouse? Specifically, she's a military a spouse of an officer in the Marines. And that has its own specific kind of assumption of duties or, you know, roles. And that was the thing that was completely shocking to Kristen. And she quickly learned that military spouses, um, most of them don't work. And if they do work, they get fired a lot because they move a lot. And it was just something that she did not bargain for when she kind of signed up (laughs) to marry her hubby. And she has grown so much in the 15 years that she, that they've been in the, in the Marines. And it's, it was so eye-opening, so inspiring, you know, to just, you're going to hear the story of how she went from being super resentful to really thriving both as a officer spouse for the Marines or in the Marines and also as an entrepreneur and how she juggles the two and how each of them kind of have their role in her life. And it's really, really cool. So let's see, what else do I want to tell you about Kristen? Oh, I want to let you know that with her business, Explode Your Audience, she helps online coaches grow their email list so they can fill their online courses. And she lives, let's see, she lives with her hubby Lamont and her puppy, a black lab hound mix puppy. Oh, gee, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Tashu, Tashu, (laughs) T-A-I-C-H-O-U. It's funny. I always make sure I know how to pronounce the guest's name, but I didn't think to make sure I knew how to get how to pronounce the guest's puppy's name. (laughs) So I apologize, Kristen and Tashu. (laughs) Hopefully I got it close to being right. So I cannot wait for you to meet her and hear her story. So without further ado, Miss Kristen Robinson. Kristen Robinson, welcome to the GFR show. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. You're all, am I already cracking you up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's already. I'm so excited. I am so excited as well. Like I just feel, and, and, and reaching out to you was so like just divinely guided because I literally, like, I think I saw something on social or I can't even remember, but I was like, oh my God, Kristen Robbins, you'd be so good. And so I did stalk you for a little. I hope that was okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Kristen and I, as you heard in the intro, she was a client and a group program that I was the co-runner of. I, it feels like a million years ago. When was that? 2014. 2014. <laughs> it, that is a million. That's, um, that's what? Close yeah, to 10 years. Like, close. Yeah. We're getting there. Close. Yeah. 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 And so I love... I really, really love when somebody that was a quote unquote client just feels like, I don't feel like, you know what I mean? I feel like we're colleagues, you know, like I, I love that feeling because I think it's definitely a a testament to what you've built and who you are and your presence online and, you know, in affiliate groups and things that we've been involved with. So thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so y'all know also from the title of the show that Kristen is a military spouse (laughs) Um, as well as an entrepreneur. And so what exactly does that mean when you say, I mean, it's sort of like obvious my husband works for military, but what does that mean for you? So I should point out military spouse 
can also mean you have, you have to clarify the branch of service. So my husband's in the Marines. So I always like to tell people that because each service has its own customs, traditions, language, everything. Yeah. So, you know, so no offense. I don't speak the dialect of Air Force, Coast Guard, <laughs> Army, Navy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a, um, I am a Marine Corps spouse. And, you know, in this day and age, well, not this day and age, but it's, it's funny because a lot of people still say, oh, you're a military wife, no spouse, because men can be spouses too. Yeah. Plenty of wonderful male spouses. So I have to laugh and I have to tell people that, no, you, it's spouse, not wife, spouse. But being a military spouse, I think, and also to clarify, some of you guys probably figured this out, but my husband's an officer. So even within the service, you have your enlisted ranks and your officer ranks, and that's different responsibilities. So I would say as in Marine Corps officer, military spouse, right? My whole definition, right? Yeah, no, I appreciate Um, this distinction. It's so great to know. I think it's important that it's also not important for me to support my husband, but as I've learned in my journey, it's also important to support his Marines too, to let them know that, hey, just because my husband is your OIC officer in charge, that you can't come to me with things like, when my my husband first got his first set of orders and you know his first job, whatever you want to call it, I remember his Marines would come to me for all kinds of things. Like, oh gosh, like okay, so funny but not funny. I remember one of his Marines was like, "Mrs. Robinson, I have this problem." I'm like, "What's your problem?" And he's like, "I'm dating this girl." I'm like, "Oh gosh, she's dating this girl." No, because you're talking about 18 year olds, right? So you're like, "Oh gosh," so I'm dating this 18 year old. I'm like, so he's like, "I'm dating," and I'm like, "All right, cool." And he goes. But I saw this girl with really big boobs and I can't get it out of my head. I'm like, oh, that's your problem? (laughs) I'm thinking, oh my gosh, right? Like, when I literally say that they come to me with things, like, this is what they come to me. They're like, or, you know, Mrs. Robinson, I can't tell your husband. I'm like, oh boy. Okay, can't tell my husband what's going on. I'm thinking about getting married. Ooh, okay, let me, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Let's slow down. When did you meet her? Oh, I met her at the strip club and I'm in love. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, when I say that my husband's Marines come to me for all kinds of things, I mean, you just wouldn't imagine what they would, what they come to me for. They know the more serious stuff is him, obviously, but there are things that sometimes they're not really comfortable telling him. And it's good to be that person that can be, you know, the other side, especially the female side when they're like, my wife is mad at me. Oh, well, what happened? Right. And it's like, I can, I can help in that regard. So I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's just supporting my husband. I, I wish, I-, I wish really that were the case because part of that, I think part of the package is also supporting his Marines because when they do good and they feel supported, guess what? My husband feels supported. So I think that's also an important part of the whole equation of being a spouse. Well, at least a Marine Corps officer spouse. Yes. It's fast. It's, it's fascinating. And it, and what a blessing they have to have you to come to. I mean, it sounds like in a lot of respects, at least the two examples you gave that are, is a bit of a mothering role. Does it feel like that? I was about to say, I feel like I have many kids that are like, not my kids, right? Like, yes. Like, cause, cause well, now that we're, you know, we're getting older. So the gap is, oh my gosh, they really could be our kids. But when we first started out, it's like, you're young enough to be my sibling. There's like a four-year gap. This is weird, right? But it's like, yeah. but because my husband's an officer, there's this extra assumption of maturity and responsibility, even though there's like a four-year or in case, in some cases, you know, some people joined really late. So they didn't join at 18, they joined at 20. And now I'm like, wow, you're really like three years older than me. <laughs> like where there's a three-year gap there. You're, you are 20 and I am 23, you know, 25, like 27. Like this is kind of weird, but you're 24 and I'm 27. So 
in the beginning, it was a very short, interesting gap. And now that, you know, the 18 year old still stayed 18. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Forever 18. <laughs> it, it's, getting a, it's getting a little close, a little close to where some of them are like old enough to be my kids. Like, yeah. obviously I'd be a very young mom, but it, it's there. It's, it, it's getting there. So how many years has it been that you've been a military spouse? We just celebrated 15 years. Wow. Yeah. It's, wow. It feels like it doesn't feel long, but it does feel long at the same time. When I think about all the things we've done, it's like, wow, yeah, 15 makes sense. But then it's like, already? Like this this journey is slowly coming to an end. Um, so it's it's a very interesting place. You said it's slowly coming to an end. Yeah. So um 20 is normally the year you can retire. So oh, five okay. years would be the time when he can retire. It's funny when he first started out, it was like, I'm going to make it till general. I'm like, and I'm again, mm, whatever. And then now it's like, go, honey, go. Be like, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't know how much tread is left on these tires. And so it's like, it, it's kind of funny to see how it's swung so much. The pendulum has swung so much. Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is, and I always found that aspect of your life and sort of, you know, I always look at the roles that we play in life, right? You know, obviously a mom, I'm a spouse, I'm a, I'm a CEO, I'm a mentor, you know, I'm a daughter and you have like spouse and then you have like military spouse, you know? And I always, I always appreciated how much that identity, like that you really, you know, that was at the forefront for you. I think a lot of it's, it's so funny because I actually had to explain this to like one of my colleagues the other, like last year, where think about those medieval time, those medieval days, right? When you heard about counts and countesses and dukes and duchesses and all that, it's like that. <laughs> it's, it's like that. It's like, <laughs> exactly like that, where it's like, okay, I have to go to these functions. I have to socialize with this person. I have to not say this. I can make sure, I, you know, it's, it's very much like that. Like, you know, we were talking earlier about my husband taking command. That is a huge responsibility to be the commanding spouse. And again, these are not, there's no, by the way, there's no book that has to be a military spouse, but these are all roles that are assumed and you see. So when my husband has command, it's going to be my job to put on socials and interact with the spouses. And when they go in the field, I got to plan things. And so it's just this big responsibility that, okay, yeah, he's the commander of this thing. It's like, yeah, but I got something to do too. It's yeah. not official and I don't get paid, of course, right? But <laughs> as his commanding spouse, you know, like, and I know many spouses don't do anything. They're just like, yeah, whatever. He's the command. I'm not paid by the Marine Corps or whatever. And I get that. But there is responsibilities and things you have to you have to be at. Like, you know, with my husband, it's like, and it, when he first started out as lieutenant, nobody cares. You're a lieutenant. Nobody cares. But as he started to be like, I would say captain was probably when it hit home for me where it was like, oh, your wife's not at the family day? And it's like, no. And it was so funny because I was in the mastermind at the time. No, my wife's in San Diego on her business. Oh, but she can't come to the family day? And it's like, I am so sorry if I'm concentrating on building my wealth because I didn't come to a family day, you know? And it's just like, oh, and then it's like, you know, Captain Robinson's wife didn't come to the family day, <gasps> right? So it's just like, oh, really? And so it was kind of cool when he was lieutenant because I was like, nobody cares if I'm there. But then as a captain, it was like, Oh, you mean I got to go to these things? Oh, I got to go to the chain. So it's like, it's not required, but you know, it's, what's the word? You're not, you're not required to go, but it's assumed. It's like, it's like, you're not Expected. required. It's not mm-hmm. mandatory. It's not required, but people are going to be like, oh, you know, 
Major Robinson's wife wasn't at the command thing. And the thing is, it doesn't, it's one of those things where it doesn't hurt his career if I'm not there. I mean, I'm not required, but these are also the little things that help his career. And I think a lot of people don't get that. Those are the little things that help because it's like, you know, you got that little spouse connection when you talk to spouses and things like that. It's like, well, honey, you know, Major Robinson's wife made that great banana pudding and she did the volunteer work and everything. I think her husband would be, you know, and again, it's not like it's official, like that's going to go and be the stamp on it. But these are little things that help him network to get to know other people who do have the authority to make things happen in, in his career. So it's a really weird thing where it's like, I'm not required to be there, but it's like, you know, when is it like, you know, just like, for instance, okay, when's the big things? When's the ball? When are the Christmas parties? How many balls am I going to? Because as an officer, he has his unit ball. Sometimes there's the regiment ball and sometimes there's the, wow. Uh, what is it? I can't say it. Would kill me. the meth ball, whatever. I can't, I don't know what meth stands for, but one year there were three balls we had to go to. And guess what? Kristen had to wear a different dress every time. Couldn't wow. wear the same one because, oh my gosh, heaven forbid I wear the same dress, right? So it's like, okay, well, what do we do here? And it's like, oh, we still have, we can still fit in the prom dress from high school and that bridesmaid dress from that wedding I went to. Okay, we got three dresses. Yay! God bless you for being able to fit into those old dresses. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it when, so you literally say like military spouse, there is, you know, especially even if your husband's enlisted, right? If he's Staff NCO. We use all these acronyms and I can't remember all of them, but it's the form that counts that you're aware it's an acronym. acronym. People might not know, and you just don't know the meaning because nobody ever says the whole thing. So, you know, if your husband in the Marine Corps is like staff sergeant above, that's a staff NCO. You are required, you have the same, I'm not the same responsibilities as me, but you have the same unforeseen responsibilities. Oh, you know, Staff Sergeant, you know, Staff Sergeant Wilson's wife wasn't there. (gasps) Right. Same thing. Right. Same thing. So let's talk about unforeseen. Let's talk about (laughs) unforeseen. (laughs) So, so have you been married 15 years? I asked you when the military spouse started, but I don't know if that correlates. (laughs) So close. So we got married after he got in the Marine Corps, but we met in college. So we had been dating for six years before he got into the Marine Corps. So like, matter of fact, our 20 year dating anniversary is coming up. So amazing. Yeah, we've been together for a long time. <laughs> and when you were dating, did you, I mean, like you said, unforeseen, you probably had no, I, even if you knew intellectually, you probably had no idea like what you were in for, but was Not he like a, an ROTC and like, was it, that was his no. path was obvious? No. So, okay. Okay. So funny, his parents were Marines. So you, I feel like I should have caught on guard when he said that. <laughs> So his dad did 28 and his mom did 20. Wow. Um, funny enough, his siblings have also gone up. So his younger brother was a Marine and the baby is currently a Marine. So I'm like, I should have figured this out when we were dating. <laughs> but when we were started dating, he told me right from the beginning, like, I want to be a Marine. I've been knowing that since I was 10 years old when my dad was. So I'm thinking, okay, cool, Marine. Can't be, can't be that hard, right? Uncle's in the army. Can't be that hard. He lived in Germany for 16 years. It can't be that hard. I think my first reality was when it was his first ball and he was flying me out. Like he paid for the flight, everything. I was so excited. And I remember I just happened to be sitting next to, oh, some high ranking person. See, this is what my, my knowledge. And he was like, oh, because the, where the ball was is Quantico, Virginia, which is the headquarters of Marine Corps. So no offense, if you're flying to Quantico, it was like, oh, you're, you how we say close to the flagpole, like important yeah. people there. So this guy knew like, and it turns out he was working at the Pentagon, 
Well, I didn't know he was some high ranking Air Force officer. I didn't know that because we're just having a nice chat. And he was like, so are you serious about the guy? And I said, oh, we've been dating, you know, whatever. And that was where he was like, we kind of started talking about spouse life. And it was like, oh, I'm just the girlfriend. Like, I'm not trying to, you know. And I remember he gave me his card and put his wife's cell phone number on the back and said, if you have any issues, call my wife. I'm like, hey, your wife okay? I hope your wife's okay with this. And I remember getting off the plane, you know, talking to my boyfriend then, husband now. Hey, honey, can you talk to this guy? He was really nice. And I showed him the card and I mean, if he could literally turn purple and fall liquid on the floor, he would have. Wow. He was like, you, did you say, sir? I'm like, no, why would I say, sir? And he's like, do you know who you were talking to? Now some really cool guy who offered me peanuts on the plane when I talked about smiles life. I don't have a clue. But that's when it was kind of like, oh. And then when I went to the ball, it was like, oh, okay. This is a big deal because I went in and I remember it was so funny because I, I don't know. So his stepmom, my husband, my boyfriend, then she was like, oh, what dress? She she went with me and was like, okay, it has to go to the ankles. I'm like, what's wrong with none? It has to go to the ankles. Your feet can barely be shown. You have to, I'm like, what? You act like I'm going to go see the queen or something. Like what? what is, and it was just this expectation of etiquette that I had to have in my hair. It had to be up. It couldn't be down. It was just like, oh, this is crazy. And then when I went to the ball, it was like, oh, thank God I had all this advice because all the women like that. All their hair was up. Nobody, nobody had, knee length, everything went to the, I was like, oh, it was that kind of ball. And everybody's wearing their medals and ribbons. And it was just like, oh boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. that was the introduction. It, and it was like, wow, it was crazy. It was very crazy. It totally sounds like now, you know, it's popular shows that are where, you know, <laughs> looking at Royal families and, yeah. you know, so it totally sounds like that. So like, if that was me, I would be worried that, well, I guess I'd have like two worries. One was just like learning all the stuff and living up to the expectations and all that. But also because, you know, my authenticity is like, you know, such a like be feeling congruent and authentic is such a high value for me. I would be worried that I would like have all these obligations and not resonate with being a mom to, you know, my husband's troops and I, I thought if I said that right Marines, you know they're Marines. Yeah, Marines. <laughs> yeah sorry so troops is troops army is that why is troops soldiers army? army you could say okay. troops, soldiers are army but yeah okay what would I say for Marines your husband's men your no that wouldn't be right either Marines just Marines, Marines. your husband's Marines right duh right it's simple Marines <laughs> yeah so I would like what if so yeah let's just talk about Cause it sounds like right now you're like, my perception is like, you're in a good place. Like you kind of have embraced your, your opportunities here and your role. And was it always that way? No, <laughs> sorry, too fast. No, no, not at all. Matter of fact, when we first got married, um, so I'm from Los Angeles. So when we were dating, we did two years long distance and we decided to make a commitment. Well, we flipped a coin and I decided, it was decided I was going to move from Los Angeles to be in South Carolina where he was. So I moved there six months after, and we're in an apartment together. Six months after that, he got accepted into the Marine Corps to go to officer candidate school. So not exactly a Marine yet, but hey, we will consider you to be an officer. So he left me in South Carolina with his family. And I'm just like, and I'm across the country away from my family. Wow. So he he goes to officer candidate school. He's an officer. He goes through basic school, all that stuff. 
get stationed in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Out of all places, he said Jacksonville. I'm like, oh, Florida? No, North Carolina. Where the heck is that? Right? It's like, hold on, let me look at a map. Where is that at? So you were a so, couple of years without him while he was at school. About a year. A year. Um, we were about okay. a year apart. And I remember, I remember this. I remember going to North Carolina, and I was miserable. First of all. No offense, never seen snow before because, you know, Los Angeles doesn't really snow. Yeah. Um, so literally feet of snow, I shouldn't say that, I've seen snow, but feet of snow on a continuous day, never been through that. <laughs> so I'm like, it's, what the heck is this? What is this whole snowing thing? So that was that. And what a lot of people don't know, it's very hard for military spouses to have a job. We have the highest unemployment rate out of any oh. group, out of any group. I don't care if you dice it even by Black people, Latino, whatever. We are the highest group of unemployment. And the reason why that is, is because we move. <laughs> like, it's not hard to see on our resume. Okay, you went to South Carolina, to Los Angeles, to North. It's not that hard to figure out. And even though you're not supposed to do that, a lot of people won't hire a military spouse because they know they're mm. going to leave. Wow. So basically, you have military spouses who are probably still overqualified and working at, no offense, McDonald's or Subway. And we're like, I want more. And you can't really have more. So Every single job I applied for, I was always the finalist. And I knew why I didn't get the job. It was because I was a military spouse and they wanted me to stay and I couldn't stay. So here I have all these great, I have a degree, I have all this stuff in marketing and I can't land a job. So now I'm feeling like trash even more than that. And then, like you said, I'm trying to learn the language and it's like, I don't know these people, what is going on? And I just fell into this really deep depression and I was just feeling just so defeated. And also I was what you call socially awkward <laughs> as a spouse, because I didn't know this. It's, it's one, again, there's no book on how to be a military spouse. You really got to find out the rules as you go, or hopefully have a nice spouse who kind of takes you under her with his or her wing. And I remember going to, you know, some kind of social event and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be late for my interview. And they're like, interview, are you getting a job? And it was like, yes, that's kind of what that means when you go on interview. <laughs> well, why would you get a job? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Cause I want to make money and work. And it's like, but your husband's an officer. It's like, well, no offense. He is. He's also a lieutenant, which means we can't afford cable right now, but that's a whole nother story. But it's like, <laughs> right. yes, yes. He's an officer. Well, why, why would you work? And I didn't know as an officer's spouse, it is frowned upon to work. Like wow. when I started my business, I hid it from people. I didn't tell them I had a business. I'm like, oh uh, yeah, but oh, they didn't know I worked at home because I was an online entrepreneur, but they just assumed I was, I don't know, eating cookies and bonbons all day. I have no idea what they thought. But like, I would hide it from people because I was so ashamed to let people know that, oh my God, like, you know, I can't have a job. I can't which, work. It was, which is um, for, <laughs> so backwards, right? <laughs> so backwards. I was going to say, and for the female military spouses, it's, it is right. It's so connected to, you know, misogyny and like just the rights of women. I mean, there's like all this stuff that I would just feel like I was being thrown back into the dark ages. That, and then just little things that you have, like, I tell the story all the time to people just so they know how crazy military life is. Okay, when you go to, when okay, some of you guys probably use swippers. Well, back in the day, there were things called mops, okay? Mops, <laughs> right? You put them out, you cleaned your floor, you used a mop. Now, I don't know about you, but in order to dry my mop, I would put it outside on the fence. So, you know, sun dries it, you know, whatever, and I'd put it back inside. So my next door neighbor, and, you know, I'm, I'm a good person. I mop my floor every week. So I put it out there every week, you know, on Saturday, whatever. So I've been doing this for about a month, and my neighbor comes over, and she goes, um, is your husband deployed? Deployed means, like, he's gone somewhere. I'm like, no. 
She's like, oh, because I noticed you were leaving the mop outside. I'm thinking, what the heck does this have to do with my husband being employed with the mop outside? So I guess it must have shown on my face, like, why is she asking me that? And she was like, oh, you don't know. And I'm like, no, what? And she's like, oh, because when you put the mop outside, and she kind of just dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, no, I don't know. Like, no, spell it out for me. She goes, oh, because when you put the mop outside, that means that your husband's gone and you're welcoming visitors. I was like, oh my God. Visitors like, like men visitors? Yes. So oh like, my God. Like, you're, you know, you're cheating on your spouse. And I'm like, <gasps> and so I can't, I was like so shocked and just so embarrassed because now the whole neighborhood thinks like I'm cheating on my husband because I've got a mop outside. Why would anybody advertise such a thing anyway? I'm so, so, so I remember coming in the house just like wow. embarrassed. And my husband's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, the whole neighborhood thinks I'm cheating on you. And he's like, what? And I told him and he's like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, you so think know my about whole the neighborhood mop. thinks I'm cheating on you because I'm, um, but at the same time, how ridiculous is that? I can't even put my mop outside. Like, what, what is this? So then you're like Googling, like, uh, you know, Marine, uh, uh, I don't what do you even Google. <laughs> and then I said, you can't. And the thing is my neighbor's like, so of course the next day she apologized. Like, well, I, you know, you didn't know. She goes, just let you know, the, the code changes every year. I'm like every year. She's like, oh yeah. Cause last year was red light bulbs. I said, excuse me. So if it was your husband was home, you put a red light bulb out for a week. And then if he wasn't, you put a green light bulb in. I'm like, I can't keep track of this. I can't, I can't, I just can't. Wow. So, I mean, when I tell you just the crazy things you find out, you're just like, there's no way I would have found that out. Like people just have to think I cheat or some guy would have just knocked on the door and been like, Hey, and I've been like, who are you at my door? Like, I just <laughs> would have to just figure it out because there's so many unwritten rules and you're just like, I can't keep track of all these things. So I love how you say, yeah, I got to keep track of all just learning my husband's ranks. And I got to keep track of the military spouse rules that are unwritten and there's no book. So you're just like, I don't even know. Like, so I think that's I a book that needs here, to be written. <laughs> so, so when you say like, where were you? I'm like, no, I was literally in this dark place where it's yeah. like, I have nobody. My husband's trying to get used to his job. I'm trying to figure out what life is for me, what that even looks like. I'm trying to figure out what life looks like in this new life that I had, I just got laid off from my job, which is why we got married in the first place. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We had dated for six years. It was coming, but all of a sudden it was like, Oh, you got laid off. I'm a Marine now. You should come live with me and get married. And I was like, okay. So we got married at the courthouse. Ironically, the same courthouse his parents got married at. Hilarious. Oh, interesting. And so I remember a very clear day. I remember I finally got a job. I was working at Sylvan Learning Center, which is funny because I hated kids. Now I like kids. That job made me like kids. And I remember I came home on, I'll never forget this. I came home on Saturday and I just lost it. And I don't even know if he said what's for dinner or what he, he just said something very simple. And I just lost it. I remember he said, and I didn't answer him. I just looked at him. And while I was looking at him, I sat myself on the floor and then I laid myself down on my stomach and I started just kicking and screaming on the carpet, just like kicking and screaming. And he had, he, and of course, he knows my husband, he, he's known me for a while, but he's like, and I'm like, and then I, I start just, I guess there's just a breakdown, like tears started coming out of my yeah. eyes and he didn't know what to do. So he actually just left me there. <laughs> he just left me there. He went into our bedroom and shut the door. And I did this for about 30 minutes and he comes back and he goes, are you okay? And I said, no. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, and I couldn't tell him what was really wrong because his parents were Marines. So he grew up in this lifestyle. So I didn't know how to explain to him like how miserable I was. So 
I had a couple days off from Sylvan and I remember waking up Sunday morning in my robe and it was snowing out and I'm like, I'm not going outside. And I didn't go outside. Next day, same robe, this is disgusting. Just let you know, disclaimer. No, I did not take a shower. So we are on like day two since Saturday, not taking a shower. Same robe. Tuesday, right? Still no shower. I know this is disgusting for some of y'all, but no shower. Just let you oh, know. Oh no, not since same COVID. Robe. My whole shower standards are completely changed. <laughs> <laughs> Same robe, right? So I've been wearing the same robe since Saturday. It is now Tuesday. I have eaten in that robe. I have not showered. I have not brushed my teeth. I've not brushed my hair. I'm literally waking up in just a ghost, just a ghost. So finally, my husband came home for lunch because we lived on the base. And he's like, I'm done with this. He came home for lunch. I opened the door for him. He shoved me outside in the snow. But by the way, no slippers, just robe. Okay. Snow, February, cold. Shut me outside. And we thought and the mop me. was a big deal. Now you're know, on the right? front porch in your ratty robe and you haven't showered in four days. And he locked the door. Oh. I was like, let me in. He goes, not until you get yourself together. This is ridiculous. So I'm outside in the snow. Now, mind you, this is lunchtime. So Marines are coming and going to oh, their geez. house. So they're looking at this woman outside in a bathrobe who has not brushed her hair or her teeth or anything in days outside in her bathrobe. And I'm like, wow, if the neighbors thought we were really having problems now, they really think we're having problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was out there and I just, you know, it was good because, well, it was good in the sense that he shoved me outside out of the house, but it kind of just changed of environment. So it was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. All right. I need to get myself together. So he left me out there for his whole lunchtime. I want to let you know a Marine Corps lunchtime is 90 minutes. So I'm oh, in the snow Lord. for 90 minutes. That's a long time to be in the snow. So he opens the door and he's like, are you done? I'm like, I'm really cold. <laughs> I was like, I'm really cold. He's like, I'm going to go to work. And when we come back home, and when I come back home, we're going to talk. I said, okay. So he goes to work. I showered, brushed my teeth, washed my hair. Actually, I took a bath because I was like, I'm gross at this point. Took a bath, did all that. And he comes home. He's like, okay what are we going to do now? Cause you've moped long enough. <laughs> what are we going to do? And at that moment he was, I was like, you know what? I don't know what I want to do. And so he looked at me and he goes, I know exactly what you're going to do. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is great. Now you can tell me what I'm going to do. <laughs> He's like, you should start your business. I said, like, excuse me. And he was like, you are going to start your business. You've been talking about doing a business. He goes, we can't, you know, we're okay. We have a roof over our head. We don't have cable or internet. We did not have internet. I mean, talking about weird. We didn't have internet. We didn't have all that. He's like, you got a computer. We'll get internet. We'll figure it out. But this is the perfect time for you to start your business. We don't got no kids. We're not in debt. We had had just paid our student loans off. There was nothing really holding me back from starting a business. And I'm like, okay. I said, but I will need internet. And he was like, okay, (laughs) I will drive you to the base library. Every base has a library. And you can work there with internet until we can afford internet. And that is what happened. You would drive me to to the library. I would work there all day till lunch we drive home for lunch and he dropped me back off on his way back to work and then he picked me up on the way we did that all the way for a good two months before we finally could afford internet because I did say I was working wow. part-time at Sylvan so we could afford internet and I remember like okay this is what I'm gonna do I'm a marketing agency I'm gonna do all this and he's like okay what's the name and I'm like oh Kristen Stewart Design so Stewart is my maiden name and he was like why would you use your maiden name I'm like oh because it's a domain I purchased before I married you because <laughs> you can do that right you can do those things so he's like so you've been thinking about this for a long time I'm like I have and he's like okay he's like can we change the name though and I'm like 
to what? He's like, Kristen Robinson design because you're married. And I'm like, oh. Mm. So, and that is how my business KR Design really stands for. It stands for Kristen Robinson Design. Oh, um, right. the name that we took. So that's how it happened. I I just, I <laughs> feel like I know so much about your husband from that story. He's a very <laughs> practical and pragmatic person. And he, like, I love, he gave you some space, you know, to mope. And then he, like, you know, drew a line in the sand and just very loving and supportive and, you know, just tried to be there for you in his best way as he could be. And so courageous too, though, of you starting a business really from scratch, right? Also with not an infusion of cash to, you know, throw around and barely, you know, barely enough to pay for internet. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's amazing. So did that solve the, the depression and like, did it really turn things around or was there sort of like another layer, you know, that needed to unfold for you? There was another layer that needed to unfold. So I was still, I wouldn't say depressed, but I'm still miserable because at least I'm starting a business. I was getting clients, but I still had a part of my life that really wasn't mine. Right. Cause again, I told you yeah. like, we're going to the ball and I have to do this and I got to do that. And it was just like, Man, and have to is like, I'm allergic to those. Like that feels like, ah, <laughs> uh, like obligation and like, ugh. And again, going back to like royalty, you know, I had to say it, ranks are like that. Like, you know, dukes, duchesses, there's, there's a hierarchy. Same thing with ranks. There's a hierarchy. So at the time he's a lieutenant. So no offense, everyone outranks him. So if Lieutenant Colonel blah, blah, blah's wife wants to come talk to me, I have to sit there and listen to what she has to say, because God forbid the lieutenant wife doesn't want to hear what you have to say. Like, regardless of what that is. So it's like, I had a piece of my life that I couldn't control. It was just like, this sucks. Like I can do, don't get me wrong. I loved being a spouse because free medical, who doesn't like that? Yay. There's movie theaters on basis, discounted movies, woohoo, grocery stores. Like life is great. Like no offense, don't get me wrong. Lifestyle is great. But again, being an officer spouse, there is a part of my life that I just really couldn't control. And I, and I really hated that for a very long time. It wasn't until we got our next set of orders to Hawaii, yeah, Hawaii, where I've met some really great spouses where I finally understood that there was a balance, where a balance meaning that you can still be yourself, you can still be you, and still be, I don't want to say acceptable, but I guess put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> where it's not damaging right like you can still be you and I think where it started was when we moved to Hawaii and the commanding officer CEO asked my husband well what did I do and you know my husband being the proud good husband he is my wife has a business I thought everybody's eyes were going to roll out of their sockets and flip to the floor I'm like oh god he said it he said it I thought he remembered the rule and the commanding officer the CEO looked at him he's like He's like, oh, Mrs. Robinson, what do you do? And I'm like, <gasps> clutching my pearls, right? Nobody's ever asked me that. Clutching oh my gosh, my what do pearls. I do? <laughs> oh my goodness. And it was the first time that that was actually accepted that, oh my gosh, like it's okay to work. And I've now just, I've been very proud to say that. And I think now that I'm proud to say it, there's a lot of other spouses who feel more, I don't want to say more comfortable, like I've led this whole movement, but 
I know now that like, it's okay to say that because other spouses feel the same way. Like they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm in a closet. I can't really talk about, you know, what I really do or, you know, or anything. Or my favorite, no offense to some people who do multi-level marketing or whatever, but they go, oh, you're an MLM. Are you pampered chef? No. Like so many people think my business is an actual MLM and it's like hilarious. They're like, oh, do you have a downline? No. How do you no, have just, a downline? Just online. <laughs> just online. Exactly. It's like, uh, we don't do any of those kind of lines. It's an online company and I do Zoom and all this. So, and then it's like, oh, you have a business that's not an MLM and you don't do parties? No, Mm-mm, not at all. And it's like, and that's introducing like a new concept to yeah. some people. Like it doesn't have to be the standard military spouse business. So I feel like now, as the years have gone on, I feel comfortable enough to say those things. I think also part of it is as my husband grows in rank, he has more authority and I can, you'll hate me for saying this, but I can use that authority, right? Like, right. hey, I'm Major Robinson's wife. And they're like, oh, or my favorite when he was the XO executive officer, which is second in command, which is my favorite. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, my husband, the XO. Oh, you're the XO's wife. Yes, I am. And so I'm here to tell you, like, yeah. I, like I don't. I don't like using it as a last resort because his rank, he earned it. He went to the school and did all that. But I am not above going, hey, I need to get a point across and you're not being, and you're being a total meathead right now. So I'm going to use it and let you know who my husband is so that you look at me as either an equal or someone above you to actually get you to listen to some kind of reason or get you to listen to what somebody else is trying to say to you or whatever it is. And so I'm definitely not above that, but it's very interesting that I can use his rank as almost now, of course, now that I'm a spouse and things are happening, it's kind of weird because now I kind of get my own platform now. So it's yeah. like, cool that like I have my own platform of saying things and really going against the grain a little bit. Well, not a little bit, a lot. And just kind of say things or also things like, and I'm pretty sure many military spouses probably want to know this, like, Kristen, are you involved in the officer spouses club? No, I'm not. Um, that's our club, right? It's a whole nother a whole nother episode for another day, but I feel okay that I'm like, no, I'm not in the officer spouses club. And it's like, <gasps> clutch, another clutch pros moment. You're not in the officer spouses club because heaven forbid the major's wife is not in the officer spouses club and helps raise charity and also has coffee cakes with other spouses gossiping about other spouses. Like heaven forbid, I don't do that all day. But now that's kind of, it's interesting. It's still, people look at me weird, but it's not like they're going to disown me. It's a little frowned upon, but it's, it's actually okay. Like, it's not like, oh, we can't have her come because you know she's not in the spouses club, but it's it sounds well, like you know? found your way. Like it, it, it sounds like you're obviously contributing in a significant way to your husband's Marines and that just the community that he's the leader of, you know, they're, you know, so you, you found your way. It's not coffee cakes and fundraisers, you know, it's counseling and being a leader and, and, and living the example of having your own business and being out and loud and proud about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, in Hawaii, they, so in the military, they have a program, a transition program to help you transition into civilian normal life. Well, they never had one for spouses until a few years ago. And I remember in Hawaii, they called the star program for spouses for Marine Corps for the Marines. And they wanted to lead an entrepreneurship track for the spouses. And they asked me, can you come and present? And I was like, and it was the first time they'd ever done star on the base. And I was the first speaker they asked. Wow. I felt so honored. Like I'm going to teach a little transitioning track for business for spouses. Like this is so cool. So that was so neat that I got the honor to do that. Like, I was like, this is so neat. And 
also to, you know, and I've had many spouses approach me and it's good to also have that other mentor role of not just my husband's Marines, but their spouses coming to me going, hey, um, so your husband mentioned to my husband that you have a business. I want to have a business. I don't, you know, because it's hard to get a job every three years. For those who don't know, we move every three years. It's hard to have, build a career around that. And so I found having a business helps me create that career. And many spouses have come to me going, hey, Kristen, I mean, you know, Miss, I'm sorry, Mrs. Robinson, uh, <laughs> right? My husband, you know, your husband told my husband, that's what you do. And my, your husband told my husband to contact you because I told my husband, if it's an entrepreneur, like, don't even hesitate, give my cell phone number. Like, it's well, you, and isn't it interesting that you're now that spouse where that right? officer at that very <laughs> first ball gave you his wife's number. And you're like, oh my God, does your wife even know you're giving me her number? And now you're that spouse. I'm that spouse. <laughs> and, I, and I love it because I'll just get calls like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah's wife. I don't think you know me. And I'm like, I don't care. What, what's up? What's going on? You got my number somehow. What's going on? And I love that I can help facilitate that and help them do that because, you know, especially a lot of the spouses, when their husband's spouses, when they transition out, when the service members, your lifestyle is completely different. You're not making the same amount of money you had before. You don't have the same benefits. So it's another thing that I'm loving as we're going down. Because at first, when we first started out, it's people getting in. And now that we're winding down, it's like, I'm getting the other side of it. Hey, we're getting ready to get out. Um, We need to start. I need to start a business. And it's like, all right, let's do it. Like, what are we going to do? Like, this is the five-year plan. So when he retires or she retires, you can have the same amount of, you know, money and benefit, you know, and enjoy that lifestyle that you built. So it's kind of funny as the road has curved, like I'm kind of like this business mentor for unofficially for, it's another, it's another. I was just about to ask you about that. Does it ever get official? Do they ever be, are they ever your clients? Cause you know, a big part of your business is helping people build their email lists and things like that. Do they ever become clients? Some do. Some actually do. But I just kind of consider that my my nonprofit. You know, I'll give them coffee and, you know, we'll we'll do coffee at Starbucks on the base or Jamba Juice or whatever the little thing is. They get it about an hour of my time. And then, you know, I just kind of push them out the nest a little bit at that point, maybe some follow-up. But most of the time they get it and they're like, okay, I got it. I'm on my own. And, you know, they're good. Some are like, okay, I hate to keep pestering you. (laughs) It's like, I know you need my services. Like, you need some coaching Time for you, know? you to pay now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, some of that does happen, but I always, it's, it's a fun thing that I really do enjoy. And I find also that it gives me something more to talk about than just the normal gossip, you know, whatever. And that there are, and it's cool because now there are spouses who share my same sentiment. Like I'm not alone, you know, like I'm not alone in like trying to have a career or it's frowned upon. Like there are other spouses who want to do that and so I'm finding like it's changing it's changing in a very good way and I'm I'm enjoying being a part of that I really do yeah it sounds like you've found your way through time and and the rank has helped you but also just having your own business and and having that fulfillment and uh, significance allows you to have sort of my words like more generosity around the other role that you have and like the significance and the time commitment of a military spouse as a role. Like it, it seems like as long as you're fulfilled over here in the career place and you can do your thing and be your thing and not have to hide it and, you know, and all that, that it, it sounds like you, you have more, maybe even like, just like tolerance and capacity for the other part. Is that? I think so. Cause so one of the things that me and my husband laugh about is when he gets to a unit 
he has to make sure that they work out and do the height and weight thing because I tend to make his Marines kind of fat um, because I like to, I'm the spouse that likes to bring cookies and <laughs> milk and biscuits. And I am that spouse. So his first unit, when they would do duty. So of course someone has to stand duty on the base or it's a 24 hour post. I would bring dinner. I'm like, who's on duty with my husband? And everyone's like me. Or one time somebody dropped out and someone's like, oh, who wants to be on duty with me? And he's like, I never had so many volunteers because I said you were cooking. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> bringing awesome. lasagna. And they were like, yay. I'm sorry, my enchiladas. My enchiladas were popular with this first unit. But it's one of those things that I do enjoy doing is giving them a little bit of a break in peace because I know my husband is not, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a, he's a fair leader, but I know he works them. That's your job. He does a job. He, he, he makes you work. You have to earn a paycheck. But it's also fun to be like, hey, who wants some cookies? I brought some milk and some cups and napkins. And so- And that's fun for you. Like that's something that you, a way that you found that you get to contribute that is fun for you. That it's not, again, eating coffee cake and doing fundraisers. It's, you know, making house calls, you know, on shift. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's funny because like, you know, like I said, sometimes I tend to get them fat. I have to cut back. But it's also kind of funny- (laughs) It's also funny how that helps his Marines get, you would never believe how much of a chocolate chip cookie a motivator can be. Cause my husband will be like, yeah, my wife's going to bring cookies on Friday. Like, Oh, sir, what do you need? What do you need? It's like, he's like, I have some motivated Marines this week. Cause you're going to bring cookies on Friday. I'm like, they're cookies. And it's funny. Cause they think I make this from scratch. Girl, please. I just go to a little commissary, get the cookie dough <laughs> popping in the oven. And that's it. Like I ain't trying to lay the way. Like, it's just, Love it. Girl, please. <laughs> but it's really cool because Again, like you said, it get it, and that's the other thing I love about having my business. I now have the time to do that, right? Before it was I working a job, right. doing this, but now I have the time. And so when I do come over with cookies or whatever, those Marines have a chance to speak with me. They have a chance to be like, hey, my wife's thinking about this. Can you help? It's like this good, you know, 20 minutes where I get to talk with them, figure out what's going on. If there's anything they need, I'm there. But actually have the time for that now. And it becomes very enjoyable, like you said, to do that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely more fulfilling now than what it was before. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, I can put this out here. Cause even, even in business, right. It's like, well, I'm scared. Cause someone's going to say something or, Oh, I don't know. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. I've been judged for like the first five years of my marriage in this environment that I didn't know. And now I've learned that it doesn't matter what comes out my mouth, whether I work or not, or whatever I do, they're still going to, they're still going to hate. They're still going to say what they're going to say. They're always going to find something wrong with me no matter what. So I might as well just say what I want to say and be who I want to be versus trying to conform into what they think I should be. And that's helped out quite a bit because I'm still me. I'm not a terrible spouse. I still do my most of my spousely duties. I probably <laughs> don't perform them the way most people would like me to do it, but that's the way I've chosen to do it. And if you have a problem with it, then guess what? You do better when it gets to you, right? Yes. You better. Yeah. Like you said, it's like people still may have a reaction, but you just don't care. You know, you, you're at peace within yourself with how you're feeling. You feel good within yourself with how you show up. And of course that applies to social media. I mean, social media is a big part, right. Of what you do in your business and, you know, a tool that you support your clients with. And that is so much about expression, right? Right. Because people are so scared to say something because they're like, oh my gosh, what if I get a nasty comment? It probably won't be the first one. It won't be the last one, but how you handle it is going to impact how you, how you move forward from it, how you decide you want to handle it. So I always tell my clients like Norman, I can't think of his first name, but he's a defensive back. He used to pay for the Panthers. 
And he said, I love this quote. If you don't have haters, you ain't popping. Basically, if you don't have people hating on you, you're not popular. You're not doing something. And I was like, I love that. And I t- pass it out to my clients. Like, if you don't have haters, you ain't popping. So let's celebrate that hated comment. Because guess what? Somebody's taking notice of you to actually write something. Like, that's that's huge. Yeah. And so we turn that into say what you want to say, because the haters are going to come out anyway. Right? But at least now we know you're getting reach. <laughs> Someone actually got me something. <laughs> Let's celebrate that. And so it's something um, that I love telling my clients. Yes, I love that. I love that. And you like you kind of were in this crucible, you know, that like you were you were formed in the fires, you know, of the military spouse and like learning to find your way in there. And part of that was was finding your way, being okay with your way, you know, contributing, but still having your own life and like being okay with that. It really does sound like it contributed so much to your confidence, which I think we're all always working on, (laughs) you know, but to be able, it's like, you know, you had this, I'm making this movement with my hands where people can't, that can't see. It's like, it is like you were just like in this crucible that helped birth, gave you like the chops, you know, gave you the experiences like, you know, in in an intense way, which was, which would cause anybody depression, right? Like to have such a drastic culture and, you know, experience and circumstance really thrust upon you. I think it would have anybody have, you know, a reaction, you know, maybe not totally, which I just wish I was there. And I really, I'm going to do this later, lay on the floor on my stomach Like, right? Like our inner child fucking wants to do all the time. Exactly. 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 I just love it. So it may not look exactly like that, although try it out. It sounds like it would be so cathartic, you know, that you were able to walk through that to embody who you are now. I just, I'm very inspired. I've really learned to really embrace doing things my way, regardless of how they look to others. And you know what? I find that the result is still the same. There's still happy Marines out there, <laughs> right? As far as I know, there's still happy Marines out there. There's still Marines that call him, not because they don't have my number, right? They call him. And, you know, recently one of his Marines actually made is, um, he was enlisted and he's all our acronyms, MESAP. Y'all know what that means. Basically, he's training to be an officer and he wanted my husband to be his his MESAP mentor. And I'm like, that's so cool. So he calls, he's like, Sarah, I finished school. And Sarah, it's so cute. I'm like, oh, it's like, whatever. Again, all my little children, right? It's like, all oh, your I'm little children, girl. girl. Yeah. Not just so, your puppies that you have. And you I know. So definitely I just, have I children. Because even some of the Marines who got out, right? They're not Marines anymore. My husband still talks to them and, you know, how are they, and they still know they can. And it's funny, even though they got out and they're not a Marine anymore, because, you know, once a Marine, always a Marine. That's That's what they say. Um, same with us, you know, just because you got out doesn't mean you, you have to lose my husband's phone number. Like he still gets invitations to weddings and, you know, couples of Marines were actually here at school here in North Carolina at school. And we all got together and, oh my gosh, they're so grown. I'm like, it's been 10 years. Y'all got kids and you're married. Like, oh my gosh. And I met like some of his kids. I'm like, yes, kids. Oh my gosh. It's really funny to see them grow. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also a testament to I think how he does it in his own way too, of how we don't do things the very traditional way it's supposed to go. And we're still a model to, you know, some of these younger Marines who want to go on or whatever they want to do in life. And we're still here for them, you know, no matter what. So I think it's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool too. (laughs) 
Kristen, it's been a delight to reconnect with you and to get to know you even better and to connect with the person, the woman, the spouse that you are now, the business owner that you are now. So thanks for accepting my invitation to be on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Bye-bye for now. I mean, what did I tell you how <laughs> much you were going to know about being a military spouse from this episode? Oh my gosh. So fascinating. The whole mop thing. I mean, wow. <laughs> Just wow. So I want to make sure you grab the free gift from Kristen, which is her explode your audience blueprint. It's really good. I checked it out. The link is in the show notes. So go grab that. Also, Kristen's favorite GFR commandment, we didn't get to it, is number three. Don't worry about being normal, proper, or polite. And we, gosh, did we talk about what it was like for her to not speak her truth and then to really find a way to speak her truth over the, the 15 years. So if you do not have your copy of the 12 GFR commandments, they get fucking real commandments. You want to grab that. We mention them on every episode and they really are a roadmap for getting real. And each one has a question that's really good for just sort of self-inquiry. And when you get them, you also get like a two-minute tutorial on how to use them. Go to uh, gfr.life forward slash 12C. And the link, of course, is in the show notes. One more thing. I have to let you know that Kristen recorded a great bonus segment for our GFR squad members. This is a paid membership. It's only about 20 bucks a month or 200 for the year. And we get together once a month and we pick one of the GFR commandments and we talk about it. And Kristen recorded a bonus training that's called the number one thing to grow your email list without doing anything new. And it is smoking hot. It was, I couldn't believe what she jam packed into 10 minutes. So if you are a member of the GFR squad, you can go into our, we call it the squad quad Facebook group and grab that training and take a listen to that and binge any others that you might've missed. And if you aren't a member yet and you want to hang out with me once a month and other cool people go join the GFR squad, also link in the show notes. All right, y'all bye for now.